Hey, everybody, and welcome. Uh, today, my guest is, you want to go with the full Thomas? You can uh, call me Tom. You can call me Thomas. You can call me Tom Ass. It doesn't really matter. Either <laughs> way is fine. I won't call you Tom Ass, just to be nice. But, oh, uh, thank you. Uh, Brainski. Yes. Mr. Brainski is here The today. one, the only, the legendary. Is there more than one? Is there a family of Brainskis? Uh, I mean, there's no other Tom Brainski that I'm aware of. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Nobody else in the, in the family took the moniker of Thomas, huh? They wouldn't want the pain that comes from it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Brainski's really your name. So, like, what's what would be the origin of Brainski? Like, what what's your the historical part of that? Historically speaking, we uh, we come from a land called Kiev or Kiev, depending on when it's being pronounced. Um, if it involves chicken or not. And it, it, no, no, definitely not that. Although that's not a bad thing. Um, but anyway, uh, so we originally came from there many, many years ago, uh, came over on a boat. Um, Ellis Island took our name, shredded it, and came up with Brainski. So oh, okay. <laughs> that is actually where that comes from. It is Gift of Ellis Island from what used to be like Brigindinsky Gaia or something. Oh, okay. So it was a longer... Uh... Alphabet uh, a longer yeah. name, possibly with some more syllables, and then they just shortened it, and they're like, "Ah, eh, brainski." Yeah, you know what? You got too many syllables. We're just gonna. Yeah, do this. You, you're a smart ass. We'll just call you brainski. How's that? Now we'll you're American, America. Yeah, now you're here. We can do what we want. So, yeah. what are you gonna say? You don't even speak the language. Yeah, barely. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming. I have no clue what. Uh, I'm sure there was nice people on Ellis Island, but I'm, I'm sure assuming everybody was a jerk. To be Salt honest. of the earth beats the crap out of me. I mean, yeah, for long ago, you know, you know? a lot of people filing in. They're like, oh, I got a problem. You know, bureaucracy at work. I mean, you figure if if you're a bunch of people on Ellis Island, you got all these people coming across who are getting off of boats, and like half of them have diseases you've never even heard of before. <laughs> you know, you're probably just like most people were during COVID. Like, you know, oh, somebody please get me a mask, or better yet, get me some underwear to wear on my face. Uh, <laughs> underwear to wear on your face that's nice so apparently well, you were you know people did that during uh, COVID. You I was were one of the fascinating the thong wearers were you uh, uh during no, the pandemic no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't bring myself to go to that you know i was one of those rich people that afforded masks but oh, okay. still so you, using them like plague you had the n85 uh oh hell you know, no i wouldn't wear that uh, damn face. thing are you kidding me no just actually you know what i did though Fun story on COVID. Um, so when COVID like first broke out, um, I, I, I own multiple businesses. One of them is airline related. And so I, I found myself flying in and out of uh, Europe and like Pakistan and all kinds of places, bringing people back to the United States um, because they there was no other air traffic. There was no flights by anybody else. So it was just charter flights operating. So I was operating on a charter flight as a crew member. And um and, and the airline I worked for found these masks because you couldn't get masks at the time either. So they found these things and right. they were super, super thin. Like you could breathe through these things so beautifully. They literally did nothing. It was almost like a, like cafeteria lunch lady masks type things. You were, right? you were in compliance then. Oh, but I was wearing a mask. And yeah. so what happened was, you know, the flight attendants were complaining. They're like... We can't have these on board. You know, we're handing these out to the passengers. It's not safe. It's not safe. We're not safe. And so once I got back to the States, uh, the airline finally was able to procure a lot of normal, like, you know, surgical masks, you know? Right. Yeah. And they're like, just take these off the airplane, dispose of them. 
okay. And so I took them home. And so I had this box of like thousands of these shitty ass maps <laughs> that anyone, you could see my face through, they were so thin, but that didn't bother me at all because I didn't give a crap. I wanted to breathe. Right. And uh, and I'm a, I'm a heartless asshole. I'm gonna, I don't care. You know what? My mask doesn't protect you. Your mask doesn't protect me. Kiss my ass. And and so yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I, I I did I did the exercise. I go to Walmart, have my little mask on. People look at me like, hell, is that a mask? Is I'm it more like a hairnet? Yeah, right. And and yeah. so that's that's how I did COVID. Did I you did. have the scruff then with the wearing the mask? Did you have the face? Sometimes, scruff? which would really bother me because it would like show through. Right. Yeah. Uh, it would stick. I, would I just, you know, you just sometimes I just I can only shave like once a week. Any more than that, it's like my face gets really bothered. I don't know what that's about. So I end up scruffing it periodically. Well, that's all right. I mean, yeah. I'm just curious. So now you now you mentioned in that in that little story there, you mentioned something. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're like, oh, I own many businesses. What are you talking to a blue cat in the afternoon if you own many businesses that just afford you to do that? Or I mean, sometimes talking to a blue cat through a cartoon microphone is just kind of fun. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of a break in your day. So yeah, yeah. what would you say if I said uh, Brainski, you know, what, what's Brainski's uh, main occupation? What would you tell me? Entrepreneur, how's that for non-descript? Wow, look yeah, at that! Right. Entre so, Entrepreneur. So let, let me let me unleash. Out. Yeah, that's right. I got brain on your audience. The greatness that is this guy. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I wouldn't say them anything that amazing, but um, yeah. So, I, I I own a dental laboratory. Uh, I own an airline service, uh, like a charter airline service provider company. Badass, by the way. It's like totally unique. Uh, airlines that do charter flights, they'll, they'll hire a guy like me and we kind of coordinate everything that happens on the ground. So it's kind of, fun. Oh, okay. So you're getting people in and out of places. Yeah, basically. Um, I was just in Israel a couple of weeks ago and, um, and, and that I, you sound, know, that, that's not anything to brag about at the moment. That was <laughs> the fact actually that you're not in Israel right now is probably the better part. Honestly, <laughs> that was the scariest thing I've ever done. Yeah, because it was bad I mean, news there a couple weeks ago. I have, still bad news, but bad news for mine. It was very scary. I, I have been to a lot of places. I've been near war zones before. I've been all over the world. I've had guns pointed at me, which can be scary. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but that's usually a very, very quick thing. You know, yeah, you, you, somebody's pointing a gun at you. It doesn't last for an hour. Usually, unless you're really fucked something up. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. unless you're held hostage or something. Which, I mean, even then, I feel bad for the guy sitting there with the gun pointed at you right, the whole yeah, damn yeah. time. It gets heavy, you know. <laughs> Put it on a stand. Wait, relax. It's right. okay. We'll exactly. be all right. I'll stay yeah. right here. Do something. Um, no, so uh, th this was very unique, though, because it was, uh, I had, I knew where I was going and I knew what, what could happen. And I knew that I'd be there for at least an hour. And I mean, an hour in, in, in life is not really all that long when you think about it. But, you know, when, when you know where you're going and, you know, there's a possibility that rockets are flying over your head. Right. Yeah. You gotta take the crazy thing. Uh, the crazy thing was 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 the lead up to it, because, you know, we normal mere mortals and cartoons don't generally. um we don't think in terms of mortality, right? And so knowing that I'm going Sorry, into no, harm's no. way, I'm going into an active war zone, not near, but two, 
there is obviously a higher level of potential of something bad happening. Now, I didn't think that something bad was going to happen. I just knew that the potential was there. So therefore you get scared. And, and so I had to, I had to call my life insurance company. Hey, am I covered? <laughs> you do should I, have told them. Do, like, I, do I have uh, coverage? We're dropping your coverage right now. You know, is, 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 am I covered going into an active war zone? Yes. Oh, thank God. All right. My wife okay. and kids are going to be okay without me. They won't miss me. Uh, you know, and then, and then getting to the airport and going, yeah, you know what? I need to, I need to call my wife and I need to tell her where my car is in case I don't come back. I hate to see a widow trying to find a car in a major airport parking lot. Uh, she just, she just you know? write it off. That'd be not, you probably, <laughs> I mean, you probably I mean, got like a, Honda it's an old car. car or something. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a 2014. It's got 172,000 miles on it. <laughs> Nobody's going to give a crap about it. No, they, yeah. they won't even find it for a year or two. It, all it, just let it collect dust. Someone will pick yeah, it up. Yeah, exactly. You know, what What do I have in there? Like DVDs for the kids? Get new uh, ones. Um, you know, and, and so, it, you, but you have to think in terms of mortality, you know, and, and it just scares the living crap out of you. What do you say to people? What do you say to your mother? Right? You're going to call your mother. Hey, by the way, mom, this could be the last time I'm talking to you. What? Maybe. Love you. Maybe. Um, you know, so it, it, you just kind of go through the paces a little bit differently than you normally do. You know? Did she so. say, why do you bother? You don't call normally? Why are you calling uh, me now? To tell well, me I mean, thank goodness my mother does love me. Um, and I love her, too. Um, <laughs> I love the hesitation. <laughs> yeah, I think I love her, too. I'm not sure. but yeah, She's, she's, she's a pretty great lady, you know, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked oh, up but no, um, somebody's delivering something the dog is going nuts here oh so my god that. well shoot the dog yeah no well, we can't do that it keeps us <laughs> anyway i'm sorry go ahead that's okay so um yeah so so that uh, that that happened so you know the, the the airline thing is is totally awesome i i, I love it it's it's an absolute blessing oh, the, well i guess you made it out so we're talking look so at me what, here i am did you did no anybody take some you know like any shots at you or just like, you know, no, no. I mean, the, the, the thing that really freaked me out was uh, the, the mechanic on my flight was there a few days earlier on another uh, charter. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had a, uh, you know, he's like, Hey, check this out. I got a video on my phone mm -hmm. of, uh, of rockets overhead with the iron dome doing its, its thing. Right, yeah. While, while mm -hmm. I was going, while I was going to a shelter and I'm like, Oh, uh, wow what the hell am i going into what am i doing yeah. I, what, why did i do what am i no no no, no. were you uh bringing people out i mean because yeah. a lot of folks got trapped the uh, whole purpose of me over there was to help evacuate people because yeah. they can't get out okay. so well that's very nice yeah. Yeah. i mean you know there was some because it you know the timing of everything was such that there was quite a few uh people over there at a time i think of uh a holiday and so forth and and uh they got stuck for a while yeah um the 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 flight that we operated and you know i i will not disclose much information at all for security purposes should anybody sure, sure. this again but um you know we had to make multiple stops uh due to crew legality issues and things like that and so uh the passengers were initially told it would be like you know either non-stop to undisclosed location in the States or, you know, one stop. And so they had a you know, basic mm -hmm. framework of, oh, you know, it could be about 17 hours, you know, and uh, this was going to be about 22. And so I was talking to one of the passengers once we were up in the air and he, guys, I mean, first of all, this airplane was just absolute gratitude. Everyone on board was just insane gratitude for the fact that 
we got them out. I mean, that was yeah, that made it incredibly rewarding. It, 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 you know, it was so incredibly rewarding to to participate in something like this because the reality is lives may have been saved. Do I know that? No, I don't. But, you know, had they stayed, you never know. And and I, these people, I mean, these people yeah, had chaos. that gratitude. And that's what was so rewarding about it. But the guy, you know, this guy was like, listen, I wouldn't care if you told me I had 10 stops before I got home. I am so happy to be on board right <laughs> now. I don't care. You know, yeah, as so, long as we're out of here. But yeah. uh, he goes, really? No Pepsi? I mean, <laughs> none of that, you know, and you hit that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I've done EVAC missions before where you get a lot of complaints and not, not right, a lot, yeah. but you have some. Uh, these people just uh, absolute wonderful people. And it was, it was a thrill to be able to participate. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So it sounds like you kind of uh, have, you know, kind of a, a, for, you know, lack of a better term, a pretty good existence uh, in the sense that, you're, you're going to do kind of these interesting things. Mm -hmm. And then in between that, you kind of get a joke around a little bit. And so it's not like, you know, so many people are in the grind, you know, so you're in the grind every day. You got to go to an office or, you know, worse yet, go, uh, you know, dig ditches or something. Yeah. So you got a pretty good life. I got a great life, man. I am, I, I am truly blessed. Uh, I get to talk to a blue cat cartoon today. I yeah. mean, you want to talk about blessed? I am blessed. That's um, wild. So, so how how did you get to this point? I can't. Did were, were you just you know born and they're like, Brainski, Brainski number three, uh, third generation Brainski. Thank you for being a Brainski. We're gonna name you Thomas, which is a negative, but that's okay. Uh, you were still gonna you know get these these uh, businesses, dental thing and. No, and no. I wish it was cool like that. Uh, it, you gotta be for me. I'm I'm a good failure, and that's that's how it all comes together. You know, I, I'm I good at failing. I'm successful in life because I fail very well. You know, I make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I fall down. I get kicked. I get beaten. I get back up. I get you know knocked down. I trip. I fall. I get back up. And and I mean that's just it's 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 the way I have to live my life. You know, I, I know there are other people who are blessed with opportunities that fall in their laps with joy and grace. And it's like, what the fuck? Why is that? I don't get that kind of, you know, uh, but I, I learned how to fail early on and how to get back up. And so that's, I've been able to parlay that very basic maneuver uh, throughout my entire business career. And so I get to that's do really what I like to do. And I mean, look, it's it's not all fun and games, obviously, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, I, do I have a dental lab. You got to think of things like how do I make payroll? Um, right. You know, recently I've started getting involved in like tax strategies because uh, I was red pilled. And it was such an experience being red pilled. I was like, oh, my God, the whole world's got to learn about this. This is insane. We're all overpaying mm -hmm. our taxes. So I got that going on. I have my podcast, Brainski Unleashed, which, you know, everyone should like, subscribe, you know, give me five stars because anything less is unacceptable. Um, <laughs> well, what if it's a 10 point scale? Then I mean, five stars, maybe. I mean, if it's a 10 point scale, you give me an 11. I mean, this is oh, how okay. this works. All right. Let's just simple. make sure we got, we got it all right there. So, and, you know, all, all of your listeners need to be, you know, looking me up and subscribing and giving me five need stars. need to ski in the brain. Because if they don't, then that's just fucked up. <laughs> So tell me, tell me, I'm very curious about this trajectory here. So, okay, 
you know, you grow up, you're a kid, you're having fun and everything. And then you hit the critical point, you know, that everybody has called adulthood, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that you, just because you're wearing glasses, oh. I'm assuming you went to college. <laughs> no, I'm uneducated. Uh, actually, no, that's uh, that's a that's not a safe assumption. Um, I okay. am not, I am not a college educated guy. Um, oh, okay. I did a semester. I had three classes. I dropped two, and I don't think I even really necessarily completed the third. Mm. Uh, I almost failed out of high school. I graduated at the bottom of the class. Some people go for the top, and good for them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was fourteenth from the bottom out of like four hundred and forty. Uh, something like that, uh, 450, wow, I don't know, whatever. I, I was pretty low. It was really, you had to work at being that bad. So you were, so you're not necessarily severely motivated in the uh, academic realm. Not at all. Academia just doesn't fit with me. I can, I can't spell it. Um, but I, I've, I've been working though since I was young. And I think that that's probably oh, what. Okay, let's do that. That's, how, how that's young. probably what helped. Uh, I, I started mowing lawns at eleven. Ah, hey, me too. Yeah. No, and, I didn't mow lawns at eleven. I started working at eleven, though. I always, and, I always love to tell my children this because they hate it. I've been working since I was eleven years old. But it's true. Yeah. You know, and so it, it, you're like you already jumped into it at eleven. It was. Mowing I was forced grass. into it. It was. It was forced labor, Bob. Well, forced oh, labor. Did, why were you forced? Well, I wanted a, I wanted a Sony Walkman with Mega Bass. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say it always and, when you're young like that. There's always a there's a motivation, a, um, a item or something like a right. bike. I bought a bike, you know. Yeah, I mean, I had a bike, which was great, but I wanted to be able to have a Sony Walkman so I could play my tapes mm -hmm. and have Mega Bass so I could feel the music in my right. Sony headphones. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, you know, I started working very early on because my father was like, listen, you know, you can absolutely get that. I'm like, oh, sweet. He goes, but you got to earn it. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I'm not paying for it. And, 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 and he's like, you got to mow the lawn. I'm like, okay. And he's like, no, not my lawn, right. other people's lawns. You do my lawn for free. I'm not paying you to mow my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> I will hook you up with some neighbors and I will get you the jobs and you can do the work. And I'm like, hey, well, wow, that was nice. So At least generous. he kind of helped you. He helped you get some gigs. There. Yeah, in all fairness, you know, he goes, "I'll I'll buy the gas, uh, but you got to do all the work." And so I mowed this woman's lawn and did the edging and the weed whacking and the raking, and I hated every effing minute of it. There was oh, no yeah. joy in this yard because it was hot. Her yard had a crazy slope. And I mean, I'm 11 years old. I'm not a big guy to begin with, even as an adult. So, you know, pushing that mower, dealing with that slope sucked. It sucked. But you know what? I got that damn walk, man. And, 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 and I didn't stop because I liked money. And he has it to this day. Hold it up for everybody to see. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, major upgrade. <laughs> iPhone 15 by the way if you actually pull it out anyway iPhone 15 by the way the latest and greatest now I never ever ever get the latest and greatest iPhone but I just happened to be uh, on a trip and I was in Minneapolis a few weeks ago mm -hmm. actually about a month ago or so and uh and my iPhone 8 which I never wanted to give up because it was the last one with a little button. I love the button. Right. Yeah, uh, it, button. it just, it took a shit. So I went over the mall of America and got myself a phone. And I said, well, so you like, you know all what? of America iPhone yeah. for, 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 
Apple store for a hundred more dollars or whatever it was. I'm like, all right, I'll get the latest and greatest. And yeah. so, yes. And uh, by the way, it's uh, now that I look at it on my desk, it's already becoming obsolete. So probably, yeah, they pretty much fall off. Great the news. Yeah. So, so it started with mowing lawns and that essentially kind of sparked your love of money or yeah. uh, we'll, we'll say the American dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, Although maybe you speculate in other currencies. I don't know. We'll get to that. I, I, well, I do have, I don't want to brag. Yeah. I have 250,000 Iraqi dinar. Is that like one bill? That's, I, I, you know, it might be worth like 50 bucks at this point. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, Dota is like the runaway inflation over there. Normally have these after, uh, after the second Gulf War, when Iraq was toppled, they had new currency and yeah. you know, I, I raced over and, you know, bought myself a lot of Iraqi dinar. I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? America is going to rebuild this country. They're going to do oil. It's going to be great. I'm speculator in chief here. Right. Yeah, I'm exactly. going to make a killing. Uh, I might have lost money on that. <laughs> yeah, Still, it's terrible. Say, that's always a tough road. Uh, uh, you know, I think it, it might have cost me like a hundred and fifty dollars. I don't know. Oh, okay. it was well, whatever it was. That and running over. I mean, that total waste. Something. Yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're running over, it's like uh, it was about two grand running over to get one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, go me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So so this the, instilled your you kind of got the fever it sounds like for this money business i got that scarlet fever for so money what was what was the next thing after the so, um, you know the i, I did lawns yeah i did lawns for a while till i got old enough and then got my first job doing like yeah, it was a, a dish dishwasher um and oh, you, uh, you went you went straight you didn't stick with the uh, you weren't an entrepreneur from the beginning you no 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 my entrepreneurial spirit, everyday joke kind of thing huh? the the real entrepreneurial spirit hit me after high school um, when I really failed miserably. Um, but, uh, no, so I, I, I was, uh, washing dishes and then, uh, you know, I, I became a, a bus boy, which was great because I didn't have to clean toilets anymore. So now I got to interact with people <laughs> and someone yeah, else could clean like the, the toilets. I like the bus boys that have toilet hands. Yeah. And, and so now, now it's like I get to take people. It was an Italian restaurant, actually. So it was a really fancy schmancy Italian restaurant. And so I got to, I got to take all of their, you know, uh, messy plates and gave it to the bus boy. And I'm like, I'm living like a freaking king now. Yeah, I'm on top. I am on top. Yeah. yeah bus, bus boy is way better than dishwasher. Hell yeah. You know, I don't have to clean grease traps anymore. Like I'm living the dream, you know? And then, uh, then, then I made it, uh, then I went to, I left there and I went to a hotel and it was a hotel, but you know, it was a nice brand new hotel. It had a mm -hmm. restaurant. It was a bus boy there and got to work the banquet hall and do setup and tear down there. Oh my Lord. And then I became the a front life. desk clerk and I'm like, man, this is awesome. I am 16 years old. I'm front desk clerk. I'm checking people in and out. I'm, I'm living the dream, you know? And, uh, you know, and, 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 and then uh, I, I became a senior in high school, so I moved my way up there and uh, I started working for Domino's Pizza uh, because I was on work study. And so I was able to justify to my computer class teacher that I could do work study and get out a half a day to go to work uh, at Domino's because I had to work on computers taking orders. So oh. I leave school. <laughs> I had no fucking use for school what, whatsoever. What, what year was this? 1995 <laughs> to 96. Oh, okay. So there was actual, they were actually yeah. somewhat 
computers yeah. at that point. I, I didn't use them. That was for yeah. the order takers. I mean, every once in a while, I'd have to jump on the phone to take an order, but I was driving, you know, and, and yeah. I wasn't even driving after school. I go home from school. Well, the there's end. a computer in the 90s. Cars got computers, so you can yeah, make yeah. that one so, as well. I mean, I, I, there was one gig that just didn't work out, and they, they hooked me up with the National Asphalt Pavement Association to work in the mailroom. And that was the most boring job I've ever had in my life. I literally would take like stacks of like boxes full of magazines that no human would ever mm -hmm. want to look at. And I would make myself like in the mailroom, like a little, like, like a little hut so I can sleep <laughs> because there's nothing to do there. Like I'd, I'd go there and I'd, I'd, I'd put all the, the stamps on the mail and the mail would be done within like the first hour. Mm -hmm. And then what? So that, that that was so horrible. And I had to drive down there. It was like 30 minutes or 40 minutes away. Uh, so I went back hilarious. to my computer. Oh, yeah. So I went back to my computer guy, you know, teacher. And I was like, listen, I got a part-time job at night, but uh, I can do this. Uh, and and it's computers. Could you sign off on this? And so I bought off on it. So I, I would I would only work at night. So I'd, I'd leave school at like, you know, 11, 30, 12. And I go home, sleep, uh, you know, watch some TV. While everyone else is in school, because like I said, yeah. I can use for school. Um, and then I would go to Domino's and I start delivering. But then, then I get approached by the local Chinese restaurant guy. Oh. And I'm like, whoa, I can do Chinese. You know your delivery uh, prowess. Higher tips with Chinese versus pizza. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a higher value product. And so I, I started delivering Chinese food and pizza. That. So I was still, so I was, you know, working. Oh, you, oh, wait week. a minute. So you were doing, you were doing like a side gig with the Chinese place. He's like, yeah, Hey, yeah. Domino's is paying you. You can keep all the tips. Just deliver this Chinese food while you're out. Exactly. Exactly. So oh, wow. I parlayed yes, that yeah. into, I've got some money this now is, and now I've got some ski eats right here. Oh yeah. So I've, you know, and I mean, I love pissing money into my car cause it was a fast car and I was having fun with it, you know? It's a 1988 Pontiac Firebird 350. Oh, that's wow. a horsepower, you know? Yeah. And and so, I'm, of course, I'm delivering pizza in this car. Stupidest thing you could do. Um, <laughs> things stunk. It, it stank like pizza, but oh, I got it there really fast and had a lot of fun doing it. Um, anyway, so, you know, that that ended up, uh, I, I got entrepreneurial. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy and sell cars. I'm going to buy them at an auction and I'm going to mm -hmm. fix them up a little bit and I'm going to sell them. Oh, are you, are you but, uh, adept at the uh, mechanics and so forth? Are well, no, that's the problem. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. So again, this is me failing to find out that <laughs> I need to do other things. Yeah. And so I did that. Now you want to talk about stupid. Well, I didn't have money for this. And so I took cash advances on credit cards at 24% because oh, I'm going to flip yeah. this car. Yeah, and I had one good flip, which basically recovered what I had, but I still paid interest, so I wasn't really getting anywhere. But then I did another one, and I made a little bit of money, about four or five hundred bucks. And I'm like, yeah, look at me, Daddy Warbucks. Mm -hmm. And then I got one, and I bombed miserably and lost. And so now I find myself. And that was a Pontiac Aztec. Oh God, no! Believe it or not, it was a. I think I, I think I lost money on a. Mazda RX-7 might have been. Oh, no, oh, yeah. Mazda MX-6 I lost my ass on. Oh, okay. So now I I didn't pay off the credit card was the problem. Right. You're just siphoning money. money from the credit card, right. And now because I'm such a fucking genius, mm -hmm. I'm now, you know, 18, 19 years old. 
now hitting 20, I guess hitting 20 years old. I've got $22,000 of credit card debt financed at 24%. Mm. And I'm delivering Chinese food. Part time. <laughs> it wasn't well, going so hot. So know. my father... Uh, was there was that like a realization moment whenever all this kind of came to fruition? I or? had big dreams. I want to do lots of things. I got involved in a multi-level marketing scam. So I fell into that and blew money there too. It, it was just bad. So my father basically pulls me aside, you know, and he tells me that I'm a fucking idiot. He was nice <laughs> enough actually to tell all of my neighbors that and my family. So really, good way to build you up, right? You know, get yeah. that self-esteem going. <laughs> Uh, but he, you know, he wasn't necessarily wrong about the fact that I was acting like a fucking idiot, but it, right. it's not really good to hear. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Yeah. Um, we get along now, but uh, weren't really getting along so well at the time. Yeah. And and well, so he did, uh, you the, he did get you the mowing gigs. So. Yeah, you know, he did so that. Got that. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, quick story about that. So uh, I was very independent and I bought my own cars. I paid for my own stuff. So my father got real mad at me one day in high school rewind real quick and and he's like yeah god damn it i'm gonna you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the distributor off your car so you can't drive mm -hmm. okay go ahead i'll get the tow truck over here and i'll have it towed i'll have it fixed and i'll be driving later today <laughs> when you're self-sufficient it's really hard to hold somebody back just saying Sure. So, so anyway, uh, the, you know, there I was, I'm, I'm just knee deep in debt and getting nowhere fast. And, you know, obviously my father's calling me a fucking idiot, but he, he did say, listen, you need to get a real job. You know, what, what do you want to do with your life? What's you a real job? everything else up. You sucked in school. We wasted taxpayer money on you. You should actually pay the taxpayers <laughs> back for your education. <laughs> These are those loving conversations yeah. a father has with their son. You know, you're from Kiev, just like the chicken. Come on, pull yourself together. You know, you, you pissed away whatever money uh, we bothered to throw into your college that was community college anyway and couldn't get that back because you fucked that up. So what do you want to do with your life? You know, and I'm like, well, I don't know. He's like, do you like, you like to travel, don't you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why don't you be a flight attendant? I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. Well, yeah, and you're small. He said you're small. Oh, so my God. I mean, I'm only I'm five, seven, but, you know. And and so I, well, I mean, to... in width, not height so much. But oh, yeah. right. Yeah. But here's the thing. I couldn't get a job as a flight attendant at 20 years old. Most airlines, most of the majors didn't want to hire people that young. And every right. single time I go to any interview, whether it was a group interview or one on one interview, I don't think I got the job because I'm not gay. Now, I'm not trying to you know, <laughs> be all offensive or whatever, but I had the theory because I couldn't get this job. And it's like I was enthusiastic and I, and I could I could do announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Pan Am Airlines, flight 102. You know, and and like they didn't even think that that was cool. You know, this is how you buckle your seatbelt. There are five exits on this airplane. Oh, yeah. um, arms. And and I couldn't get it up. So so I'm like now I'm like shit. So I go to I go to the airport, my local airport. I'm going ticket counter to ticket counter, just trying to find a job. Do you, do you have any applications? And, Luggage guy. And and yeah, and and this one guy goes, uh, well, listen, yeah, you know, I, I, we're not an airline; we service airlines. Because the airlines that we work with, they don't have a big enough presence to have their own people here. But we are hiring. And, you know, there's a HR office, you know, across the airfield. So I went over there and I I got a job. I got oh, a wow. job. And I was so proud because they, had, they made me take a math test. And I suck at math and I passed. <laughs> but I got a job. 
And I mean, it was shit pay, but it didn't matter because I got a job. And uh, my parents were, uh, you know, going through divorce. And uh, my father. Um, well, yeah, because he took the distributor cap off your mom's car because she was going it around. Was my car. My no, car. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting the divorce. She <laughs> didn't have dinner on the table on time. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's not like okay. that. Totally not like that. But anyway. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I'm glad. Love I'm you. like, are you going to be abused as a child? No, 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 no. It was nothing like that. Thank God. Okay. Um, yelling, maybe, you know, getting jacked up against the wall, maybe, but no actual true violence there. Um, it's everyone's childhood. Come on. Um, so anyway, uh, I, 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 I worked hard there and I had to because my parents got the divorce and then they sold the house and I didn't want to go with my father across the country and I didn't want to go with my mother to where she went. And so basically I was becoming homeless by way of a divorce. And Ooh. so I ended up getting an apartment, absolute shitbag apartment that I could barely afford. And I had to choose between, do I pay the rent on time this month or uh, stock up with like food and then pay the rent later? I mean, it was just, it was back and forth. I'd always have like Ramen these eviction notices on my door every month, every other month. It was just eat or, you know, it, it sort and I never got to the Chinese food delivery. You could have nipped you know, my appetite. But I was so busy at the airport and I was doing oh, yeah. passenger service and, you know, a ticket counter and gate and stuff like that. And I discovered I lived on peanuts. I, I was, yeah. And I was, you know, and I mean, at <laughs> nights, oh my God, at nights it was great because I'd get overtime. And so, like, I was being noticed by people who were, you know, of, of better stature than I in the industry because, um, because I was working 60 to 70 hours a week. I mean, they'd literally see me constantly and I would bust my ass and I loved what I was doing. I was, I was having a blast. Turns out I love airplanes. I got a passion for it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'd be clean and dirty ass 747s that just came in out of Germany in the Middle East and just disgusting. And I'm just cleaning, having a good old time, getting extra money for that and getting extra money if, in case they were short on the ramp and slinging bags on the ramp. It didn't matter. I was working. I loved it. But I discovered charter flights. And there's this position within the charter world and, and it's this position where it's like you're you get to be in charge of the whole operation. Mm -hmm. You're like an orchestra conductor. And I'm like, whoa, I want that job. And that job at an airport, even if it's charter flight or scheduled, is called a station manager. They're the highest ranking official for the airline at the airport. The next mm -hmm. highest person is going to be at a headquarters somewhere. I'm like, well, that looks like a badass job. So I ended up, uh, I, I got hired on by an airline. The guy told me, he's like, well, I can hire you, but you're going to have to take a pay cut. And you're going to lose your benefits because it's part-time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I get to fly for free? Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. And, I, and it's like, and I get to do what you do? Yes. And so I did that. And and I ended up, um, uh, not long after that, I made a name for myself with the airline. And uh, within less than, I think less than a year, I, I took over as the station manager for that airline as, as that guy uh, moved on to another station. And so now I was the youngest station manager for the 10th largest major U.S. carrier in the history of the company. So wow. I like work. And, so, and I parlayed that into my own business. And then I parlayed that into other businesses. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of how that that's like. Well, how do you connect the dental supply with the airline? Oh, it takes absolute stupidity. So uh, what happens is, <laughs> um, it, you know, I, I so so I, I left the airline and 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 started my own company, so that way I could provide mm -hmm. the same services to to uh, multiple airlines, which was great. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I actually have a relationship with almost every airline there is. It's wonderful. I'm very well networked, and. Um, 
and and so it's like I had this money, you know, that the people would owe me, you know, like, oh, look at that, honey. This is what you do. This is what happens on a Friday morning. You're sitting mm-hmm. on the toilet and you take a dump. You get up, you go take a dump, you grab your phone. There you go. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Another airline's gone bankrupt. Oh. Right, right. Yeah. Well, right, honey, that's, how, how much did that airline owe us? Oh, 60000 Yeah. Um, we're not going to get that. And, right. and then, then you get sued two years later by the secured creditors. They create what's called secured creditor trust, and they sue all the little guys for everything that got paid, even ninety days before the bankruptcy filing. So it's right. really awesome. So then, whatever that number is, you basically—and I got good at this. My my cousin's attorney, God bless him, he told me what to do. And so now, instead of using attorneys, after I went through two of these lawsuits with attorneys, now I just would be like, okay, I'm going to call the opposing counsel. I'm going to offer them twenty cents on the dollar, and I'll wire it to their bank at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. That's cheaper. And that that's is cheaper done, do right? That. So whatever the yeah. whatever the total amount is that they want, hundred thousand, right? I'm going to wire you twenty thousand dollars, and you're going to go away, and you're going to give me a piece of paper that says that you can never come after me again. Right? Yeah. Then and as horrible as it is, that's how that works. That's terrible. It's pretty bad, but it's legal. It's called preferential <laughs> payments. Preferential payments, the bane of my existence. So I took that and I was like, well, honey, you know, maybe we should buy something that isn't airline. Let's, you know, we know how to run a business. We're super smart people. Look at what we've been through. Here, here's a dental lab. It's nearby. It's for sale. We should buy that. It's dental. We're going to be rich. <laughs> Mm-mm. So you learn a lot of things by making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And and that's that's kind of the long and the short of it. How interesting. So, but, but, but yeah, I mean, you've been able to make it, obviously. You say, you know, you're still working you're still in the industry you're still still have successful companies i still travel the world i still do lots of things i still get to help people i still get to talk to cartoons so what so what was whenever you got your uh airline situation what was like what was the first place that you on your free travel situation where did you go oh my first my first international trip uh your passport must look amazing they stopped stamping them. It really pisses me off. But my first one, I've, I've stepped on every continent except for Antarctica at this point. Um, I've at least worked on every continent, vacationed on most. Um, I think my first trip out of the country might have been Aruba. I had oh, to go do a charter okay. program down in Aruba. It was fabulous. That's interesting. So, but I mean, so other than you know the recent uh, situation, most of the time I'm I'm assuming that you get to go to places that aren't, you know, half bad to go to. I mean, you're not. I have been to some of the most beautiful places on earth and some of the world's worst armpits. Really, I wonder Mm -hmm. why they're why do they go in the armpits for? Uh, Because sometimes you operate a charter flight; it's got to move certain people to certain places. So, like, are you doing like the doctors, uh, doctors, and what do they call them? Doctors without borders? No. Yeah, doctors without borders. Again, there's only so much that I can say. No, Uh, I understand. But uh, let's just say that um, I've I've gone to many places that are amazing and some that are absolute shitholes. But they they all have stories, and that's the fun part. That's weird. I mean, like I love Bora Bora. It's it's my my favorite place on earth. I I absolutely love Bora Bora. Hmm. I'm trying to remember where Bora Bora is. That's in the Pacific. Pacific. Yeah. South Pacific. Yeah, way down there. Way out in the Pacific. Isn't it's one of the yeah. hopping islands, right, to get across the Pacific? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, it, 
You'd hop to it, but you wouldn't hop through it. I'll put it that way. That is a destination. <laughs> that is not a connection. It's a destination. <laughs> well, no, I mean, a lot of times it's smaller planes, they got to bounce from island to yes, island. Yes, that is correct. You're not going to go in there on a jumbo jet. And I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. for, for me, I, I always, you know, I work with, you know, large Boeing aircraft or you know, Airbus mm -hmm. aircraft, big, big, big jets, lots of seats, lots of people. Not, oh, okay. not, your, not little Learjet stuff. Those are, oh, okay. those are so, cute. They can fit inside the cargo holds of the airplanes that I fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is kind of your niche and you've been, been running. How many years would you say, if you can, how many years would you say you've been doing this? Now? Only so 25. You started 20 years. So yeah, only 25. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. you look younger than that, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, well, that's because I look like a paper boy. I always have. <laughs> that's funny. So then um, is there any other businesses that you've got going that, uh, I mean, obviously you're doing a podcast. What mm -hmm. What is that? Are you looking at that as a business as well? Is that your idea? I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it's fun for me. I love talking to people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what I'm finding through the podcast is that I'm actually helping people uh, who come on my show. I mean, um, through, through the other business that I'm with being ProfitMax, that's ProfitMax.co, 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 keep your cash. Yeah. Uh, there, I just placed a commercial on your show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep your cash. Um, that one is great because I get to. Why help. are you doing .co instead of .com? I didn't. I had nothing to do with that. That was not my actual business. Oh, okay. My <laughs> uh, I guess they couldn't get the, the. They couldn't. They couldn't. We couldn't afford the M. Okay. Um, that's, but that's but I, 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 I love doing it because I can help small business owners that don't realize that they're screwed and they are screwed. Every single one of them, they trust their CPA and they are screwed. Not that all CPAs are bad. That's not the case. But um, we did a study and found that 93% of business owners are overpaying in their taxes. And I mean, I was one of them. Uh, they're overpaying anywhere between 34 to 71%. And they're doing that because the CPAs don't have time to really make sure that every single freaking deduction is there. Every single tax credit and deduction is there according to the tax code to, to avoid paying tax. It is legal to avoid taxes by using this tax code. It is illegal to evade paying taxes. Right. Uh, different. right. And so I, I, I love being able to help these people because, I, you know, I mean, I, there's some businesses. I, I'll give you one example. I was able to help a, a fellow dental laboratory save $1.2 million. That's a massive number. That's a big number. That's a big number. I had another one the other day, $50,000 or a much smaller business. So, I mean, if you have anyone that's actually listening to uh, listening to your program, find me at ProfitMax.co. ProfitMax.co. One more time. <laughs> ProfitMax.co. Keep your cash. Because the fact is um, everyone is paying too much in tax. And everything that we do is 100% legal according to the tax code. And the company that we work with uh, that, that does a lot of the processing with us will stand behind it so much so that they will sit first chair in an audit and defend you. I mean, it's, 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 it, and we don't have a lot of audits because of that. How many Very chairs are there in an audit? I have no idea. I think there might be two or three. Oh, okay. One for the like you said first chair. Yeah. Well, it's many? an expression, right? Like, I don't even know where that expression there? comes from. <laughs> Maybe it's like an auditorium. Everyone gets well, to sit uh, the in first chair control. usually is a uh, orchestra thing. So your Maybe, first I, chair, and then they have like we'll three three we'll tiers go. of people playing yeah. violas, and you're in the you know you're the I'm in the I'm in the horn chair. section. Yeah. <laughs> so back to your show. So yeah. and I only so have I only have three minutes left, Bob. I, I totally apologize, but I, I do have a. Oh no, it's okay. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. So you have. 
uh, oh yeah, because we're almost we're almost on the hour here. So you have the show, uh, but you want to do more with the show than just the tax stuff, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the I just I enjoy creating the content. You know, hopefully one yeah. of these days I'll be wildly monetized. Um, but I, I just enjoy creating the content, talking that's to people. A, that's the name of your next business, Wildly Monetized. Wildly Monetized with Tom Brainsky. Yeah, put that, write that down there. Yes. Dot .co. Wildly Monetized yeah, .co. Yeah, I don't, we don't pay, we save money by not paying for the M, so we that's don't right. charge you more. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that uh, uh, folks will um, listen uh, to your show. It's on the screen right now. Uh, I'm assuming that's the main one there, Branskin. Yeah, yeah. Brand. And I mean, I got to get a better website for it anyway, because I'm just that cheap. You need to get a .co so you can save about I got. I need to get BranskyUnleashed.co. .co. .co okay. so you're all, you're saving money. Yes. But, uh, thanks. Uh, but but um, really, find me find me at ProfitMax.co. That is probably the best way to find me. Um, and, and that's where I can have the biggest impact for you. And by the way, anyone, anyone who has been paid as a 1099 or owns a small business, there is literally money on the table that you are not taking that you are legally entitled to. Call me. There you go. I'll put it there we go. Look at that. Business. Happy to help. Because some people. Oh, CO, not com. CO. Oh, I'm sorry. That's oh, right. I can gotta, see how you made that say, mistake. See what I'm doing here? Look at that. It's just, it just there comes go. to Oh, there you. we you go. I, by there the way, go. I just got profitmax.com. Uh, so if you want to buy it off me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, sorry about that. I just have it. Type in the M in there. See what happens. People I know. Get the I brain get, trust trust but, me. Uh, I know you got to go. Thank you for talking to me, uh, Thomas, today. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And folks can find you. There it is on the screen or at Brainski Unleashed. And uh, find out more about, about go. what's going on with Thomas Brainski. All right. Well, thank you, Bob. Even by his it. name, he's, he's uh, you know, he's doing a lot. Something like that, right? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> so, Thank you again. I appreciate time. it. All right. Bye-bye.